0: At luckylandslots.com. Available to players in the US, excluding Washington, and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group, void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
1: Razabani for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Uh, with me on Zoom, the knowledge Spence up Fairon. Um, Spence, firstly, as always, ha- how are we doing?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm really good. I'm really, really good. Even better for speaking to you, um, Raz. And like I'd say in each and every interview, um, if anybody is going through anything at this present moment in time, because things are a bit peak, you know what I mean? Reach out and go speak to somebody. Go, go get advice, go get help. That's what I love.
1: No, absolutely. Spence, I know we only spoke maybe three days ago, and normally we don't speak so soon, but obviously the reason for us getting together today was obviously hearing the sad news yesterday. One of the great referees, the great icons. Um, famous catchphrase he had was, let's get it on, Uh, Mills Lane sadly passed away, I believe at the age of 85, 86. Um, Someone I'm sure you know a lot about over the years has been involved in some mega, mega fights. Just kind of open question on what are your memories of him?
2: Um, It'd be very, very difficult to speak about Mills Lane, not about speaking, let's get it on. Um, And him always doing that with his nose, he'd always down it. (laughs) Right. When, when the fights were being announced. And I was fortunate. I met Mills Lane in, what was it, 2004 in Vegas? I met him and Bert Sugar together, who's was a, the legendary sports writer. And, and Mills Lane, yeah, um, pretty nice guy. But I think what, what Mills Lane was, I think Mills Lane was like right now, we're getting certain referees who wanna be celebrity, right? Will bow. Trying to push it to be a celebrity, but they do want to be celebrity. Nulens Lane was a celebrity referee because he was a no-nonsense referee, and and he was he was he was pretty firm. If you look, like he done a, a, a plethora of world title fights, but like within that plethora of world title fights, the "let's get it on" phrase, right, where he came out and said, "Oh, let's get it on," that was from Jerry Cooney when Jerry Cooney got stopped by Larry Holmes. I mean, at the time that was the biggest heavyweight title fight, the Richard Price fight in boxing history. And that's where he originated, the Let's Get It On from. Um, he was um he was a good ref because look at the fights, and I'm talking like great fights that he he refereed. I mean, you talk about Larry Holmes' um Jerry Cooney fight it was a great fight. You speak about um the fight that he likes to speak about himself. Well, he did speak about himself. He said, like the night that Donald Curry, who was, und- well, it was for the Undisputed World Waterweight Championship. Donald Curry had the IBF and uh, WBA crown, and Milton McCauley had the WBC crown. And they met for the Undisputed Crown with the free weight belt era. Um, and Don, uh, Donald Curry knocks out Milton McCauley. And he says, on that night, Donald Curry most probably would have be in any fighter in the world. He was as good as any fighter in the world. So it's like, it's it's being grateful for someone like Mills Lane, because usually, and this is the truth, usually if there's no controversy about a fight, we don't usually remember the referees. Think about it, you know what I mean? Give it two more weeks, and I'll say to you, who refereed um, Tyson Freed, Derek Cazora, you, you ain't gonna remember. Right, so remember if there's been controversy, but also we do remember like when there's when you see a great fight and guys are involved in in barn burners and fights, we do also um, we do also remember the referee because the referee not getting too involved and letting the action run, and they remember the class work that they did, and and Mills was one of those people who was actually it was it was class, he was a class referee. I do remember. Um, I was, I, was, I was hurt when Lloyd Hunnigan, who was WBC Worldweight Champion in 89, when he boxed Marlon Stalin to defend his WBC crown against Marlon Stalin. And he gets stopped in, in nine rounds. That was February of 89, that fight. But I remember when Mills Lane waved that off and that was kind of like a bitter pill to me because I love Lloyd Hunnigan. But Mills Lane was a fantastic referee and I don't know if you remember, he, he also had his own TV show on what was it on uh, on MTV. It was Celebrity Death Match. So like he he retired. Well, I think he retired when did he retired about '98, he retired, something around right about them ages, but around right about that time he retired from uh, being a referee. But he still carried on because he had celebrity deathmatch. So they, he was the voice of celebrity Death match. Yeah, it's it's a sad loss. It's a sad loss because I know of so many fights that he was involved in. Famous, the famous one was the Mike Tyson ear biting. What was that June twenty eighth of nineteen ninety seven? The only reason why it stands out in my mind because that was the day that professional pro debut, right? Um, where he gets he get he disqualifies Mike Tyson for biting. Um, for biting Evander Hollyford and he goes, he goes nuts over it. Like people look at him like, oh, but what about the butts? And he said, the butts weren't intentional, but you know what I mean? How many times do you want a guy to get bitten? And he swears on camera, I remember this, but like, hey. Um, very sound, solid referee. And he, he refereed some of the greats. You know what I mean? Go for it. Referee Michael Nunn. Michael Nunn, Frank Tate. What was that, 88 that fight was? Um, Michael Nunn versus Frank Tate was like Michael Nunn's coming out party. That was for the IBF middleweight championship. Frank Tate was the gold medalist, so they called him Frank the Gold, he won the the 84 Olympics, he won the gold medal at junior middleweight. And Michael Nunn wiped the floor with him. And for you young kids out there, seriously, go and watch that fight. That was one of the best boxing exhibitions that I've ever seen, seriously. And Mills Lane was the referee for that fight. You know, he was in so many good fights, man. He's been in so many. I could go through the whole list of so many, so many good fights that he's been involved in. Yeah, you know I mean, um, when Tommy Hearns knocks out um, Rodan, Juan Domingo Rodan, for the WBC middleweight crown, he was he was there. He was a ref, and that's when Tommy Hearns made history to become the first man to win four world titles. In four different weight divisions, that was history. Mills Lane was there; he was the third man in the ring. So that let's get on phrase is not. You knew when you heard that phrase that what you was gonna go and get because you had. We've had so many referees who try to have catchphrases, right? But they haven't really tested the. No disrespect to. Them. I don't want to call them out to upset. Them, right, but his one has has. Tested the time barrier. He, he, his catchphrase was synonymous with boxing. And it was a, it's, a, it's a 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 great loss, man. It's a great loss because we you hear like, Mills Lane has passed away because Mills Lane just seemed like a cool guy. Man, He was actually a cool guy. And you know what I mean? God rest his soul. And I hope that his family, um, my to his family, but I hope that his his, his family um, have guidance over this this uh, this precious time.
1: Um, Spencer mentioned an incident, there of there of, of that famous incident of, of Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield. Now, normally, if that was to happen in today's, today's environment, in today's boxing, we wouldn't hear from the referee. The referee would just leave the ring and go back in the locker room. But I remember that, as you mentioned it, when he was actually interviewed and was asked why he was actually questioned on multiple occasions. Why did he stop it? Was it why didn't he stop it with the headbutts? Why didn't he give Mike more opportunities? Um, why didn't he take points off? He was questioned, and he was such a ruthless individual. And yeah, absolutely right, a no nonsense referee.
2: It was a look bro, he was a no nonsense referee. Well, he, look, and and you know, because he, he was an ex marine, right? He was an ex marine who boxed professional, right? In, a, in like the 60s, he boxed professional as a welterweight. Um So he knew boxing and they, they took the, the cartilage out of his nose. So he had no bone cartilage, in his, they, they removed it. Um, he was that guy, man, no-nonsense referee who, because he boxed as well, I'm not saying like, I'm not fighting out no referees that have a boxed before, but because he boxed and he kept himself in shape, he, he like, he knew the game. You know what I mean? And this is no disrespect to people involved in boxing who have never boxed before, right? But there is a different kind of, um, there's a different kind of um, empathy that you have over a fighter when you've boxed. And also, he didn't just box amateur, he boxed professional. So there's a, there's, a, there's a big difference. So I think that he kind of understood fighters in a better way. And I think that translated more so when he was refereeing. And that's why he was such a good referee.
1: I know over the last 18 months, there's been a lot of decisions, even that we've questioned and we've spoken about on camera about certain robberies that have taken place and referee getting it wrong. But the example that you've just given, Spence, is it important that the board, you know, bring bring on board fighters and fighters who actually want to be referees because they have, again, like you said, a a better insight and better understanding of that fighter mentality in the ring?
2: 100%. I think not just not just in boxing, but I think even down to on things where you got guys who are working as as, as whips, um, guys who are working within the, the 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 boxing fraternity within itself. I think a lot of it should be given to to, to fighters and ex fighters, um, um, simply because I think there, there's there's a more of a general understanding when you have somebody who has from the fight game or you a know, fight fraternity who is now working in inside of the sport um even in 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 law in, in in little things you know i think that is very very important let alone me talking about trainers forget about that one because i will speak about um loads of ex fighters working in that capacity of life inside boxing but sometimes it doesn't happen but i think that they should because there's a great To understanding when you're dealing with ex-fighters who are dealing with professional fighters who are fighting currently, there is a different, there's a different kind of synergy. I'm not knocking nobody who hasn't come from it, who's not, especially when it comes to the training. Right? I'd like to know that the guy that knows certain experiences knows what it's like when you're feeling a stinging in your eye. You think it's sweat, and it's not sweat. It's actually your own blood. You know what I mean? When the, the the fact of the nervousness of going into a fight, all those kind of things concocted, and then placed into one to one place, makes it makes me as a, a person on the outside knowing that well that that fight is in safe hands. And I think what Mills Lane did, fighters knew that he was the X file number one but they also knew that he was an educated man because he was a judge, right? Uh, in the in in legal sense of being a judge, not a boxing judge. So I think the fighters felt comfortable with somebody like Mills Lane. And he was also no-nonsense, right? There are certain things, like, I've noticed, like, the higher the celebrity is or the higher the star is, like, sometimes you, you, you'll turn a blind eye or you'll have favoritism. There was no favoritism inside Mills Lane. Go watch on any one of his fights, especially the world title fights, you go watch them. Right, I remember the first time I actually properly saw him was actually on the Larry Holmes-Jerry Cooney fight, right? He was about 82. But if you watch the stuff that he did, he was incredibly fair, he was incredibly honest, and he was a great referee, and may God have mercy on his son.
1: You mentioned that he was a judge, obviously, professionally as well, outside of boxing. He was a district attorney, I believe, top of my head. Um, he also said it's, it's quite... It's... <laughs> crazy because he said that whole mike tyson incident because it became more than just a sports headline that's how he got this tv show judge mills which i think had 5 hundred, seven hundred episodes uh, in the late 90s uh, but it's crazy how a, a, a an incident in the ring created such a profile for him also outside the ring after after his retirement from the sport
2: yeah but we have to be real that incident wasn't just a little tiny incident that was mike tyson that was mike tyson in the rematch with Evander Holyfuss, get stopped by Evander Holyfuss some six months prior. That fight was humongous, right? And we have never seen something like for the World Heavyweight Championship to see another human being bite another human being. We've never, ever seen that in a boxing ring. That was, it was, it was crazy. It was, and I remember at the time when it happened, I remember certain people were justifying Mike Tyson's actions, not but. Evander Holyfield was deliberately butting him. He was deliberately butting him, right? There there were things in in the game which are are professional fouls, that you can do things to be clever. Uh, Evander Holyfield is a very, very clever fighter. Very, very clever fighter. So he'd know how to do certain things. They'd be on the, the side of the referee. But what Mike Tyson did then was absolutely ridiculous. But it's kind of cool right now that I mean, that's, they buried the hatchet on that, and the two two of them are, are, are friends. I remember there was on the open roofy about ten years ago, and now Mike Tyson's got these little air bike things for Christmas. I don't know if you've seen the advert. So, Mike Bites. That, yeah, Mike bikes. Yeah, I need some Mike bikes, man. I need some Mike bikes. Right. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I I've got nothing more to say on Mills Lane, but like, I just think it'd be fitting to 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 shout out. The great man in in Mills Lane because he was an absolutely fantastic referee. And that man was actually my childhood of being the third man in the ring. And like I said, go back and try and recite how many referees that you can call in great fights. You don't remember it unless there's some massive controversy. But because he was such a good referee, you'll always remember him.
1: Spence, always great to catch up and, and gather some and gain some knowledge from you regarding uh, our boxing industry. Um, we're going to leave this um, subject uh, today. Obviously, we're not going to discuss anything else, so we want to speak only about uh, Mills Lane on this particular video. Uh, but yeah, we've got obviously an event this week with Josh Warrington, and obviously next week we've got the last show of the year. But we will definitely get one more in before the end of the year and maybe a little recap of, of the last 12 months.
2: Yeah, yeah, 1 million percent. Let me just say this. I'm a big fan of Josh Warrington. um, And and that Lopez guy is no joke. He's a serious guy. I saw what he got to Isaac Noah's ringside there when I was doing bits for ESPN. That guy is no joke. But I'm still tipping Josh Warrington to come out victorious in this fight. He may even touch the canvas, but I've got Josh Warrington winning that fight comprehensively
1: on points. Spencer Farrell... IFL TV, thank you very
0: much. Sports Social Podcast Network. plus.